הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבירנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש מאשר בארץ אמה. ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחנו ובמקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן ונפג ונצמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו והכל ישראל אמן. ברוך השם, today we're doing the third podcast in this תורה, תורה עין בית אבליקות ומוהרן תניאנה. תורה קודם חיים נצחיים, eternal life. We left off at the words על ידי זה נעשה תשובה. So we talked about this idea in last podcast about how Moshe Rabbeinu is able to just look at the Jew and appropriate for him this greatness that is fitting for each and every person according to his level. And through that, each person stands in his place properly. And from that, he's able to interpret the, the levels of the Torah, interpret the Torah, create Torah novelties, um, as we talked about. But this tzaddik has to have a level of complete purity especially from the sexual desire, that he's completely pure in this, so that this is what enables him to have that vision. So, now we start, and through this, we create the aspect of tshuva. Tshuva is created. We're able to do teshuva through this. When the tzaddik is able to look at us, we're able to do teshuva. Because the essence of tshuva is through embarrassment. Meaning when Moshe Rabbeinu looks at us and gives us the greatness that is fitting for each and every person, With that, tshuva comes also as a result of that, that sight and that greatness. And now Rabbanu is going to explain how, because the essence of tshuva comes through shame. So what is it saying? Rabbanu is teaching us that through the leader who is the aspect of Moshe Rabbanu, and when he looks at every single Jew, and his mind shines through that, he's able to shine illuminate the mind of every single Jew. And once that Jew has this mind illuminated, he's able to interpret the Torah to create Torah novelties. So when he's able to create those Torah novelties and he's at this state and this level, after the tzaddik gazes upon him, with this embarrassment and shame is drawn upon each and every individual. When the tzaddik gives that greatness and apportions that greatness to each and every person, and with that comes the chidushet Torah that this person creates, with those chidushet Torah also comes shame. Now Rabbeinu is going to explain how Then each person is able to see his own shame and his own humiliation. Because a sin, it is certain that it's a great embarrassment. Because a sin, God forbid, is not fitting at all for a Jew. And it's certain that it's not pleasant at all for a Jew to commit a sin. That a Jew should be uh, connected to a sin, God forbid, at all. It's, the Jew is completely distant from sin, as we see in Likute Moran, Torah, Likute Moran Tinyana, Torah Zayin. Aval gam mitzvah kshirotin asot ezeh mitzvah, ve'ra'u shiye lo gam ken bushak dola. Ki eze schut yesh lo shiske l'asot ha-mitzvah. Ve'ech ya'iz panav l'ikanez be'echa la'melech l'asot mitzvah. Because Rabbeinu says, not only with a sin should we be embarrassed, that we should be embarrassed from sin completely, because it's completely distanced from us. That the Jewish soul has nothing to do with an avera at all. But we should also feel shame, Rabbeinu says, when we come to perform a mitzvah, when we want to do a mitzvah, when we want to fulfill a ratzon of Hashem mitvach. It's fitting that it should be upon us this great shame. Why? Because with what merit do we merit to do, to do a mitzvah of Hashem, to do a commandment of God? How do we even dare, to, how do we even have the boldness to enter the chamber of the king to even perform a, a commandment? And We need to reflect in our own in, in our own mind, with our knowledge, before who we're doing this mitzvah. 
also we have to try to measure in our mind the greatness of the mitvah in itself. Because the mitvah in itself is so precious that we cannot even measure it. And it's certain that it's, that it's fitting that a great shame should fall upon this person when he comes to perform mitvah. Because when a person sees within himself, he shall see that he's so far from Hashem. And he has no merit whatsoever that he should merit to perform a commandment. And if a person truly had shame, he would have embarrassment to even take food, to extend, to put the food in his mouth. In the Talmud Yerushalmi, Perek Aleph, of Orla, it's brought over there. That what? That if a person had true shame, he would be embarrassed to take the food to put in his mouth. And it says over there in the Gemara, what does it say? Whoever eats what belongs to another, is embarrassed to look him in the face. Meaning when you eat something that isn't yours, you're embarrassed to look at the person who it actually belongs to. So therefore, now that you realize that you have no merit whatsoever, that you should have food, that you should eat, if so, you're only eating that which doesn't belong to you. And therefore you should be embarrassed to look the person in the face who it actually belongs to. Meaning, you should even be embarrassed to eat because it belongs to a Kadosh Baruch Hu, that what merit do you deserve to even have food on your plate? Therefore it's certain that you should have embarrassment to even extend food to your mouth. But Rabban was saying the essential, the essential embarrassment that exists to each and every Jew, true embarrassment, happens specifically through the manhig, is drawn specifically through this leader that we talked about, Moshe Rabbeinu. Because when he draws the explanations of Torah to each and every individual, with those explanations of Torah come true embarrassment to each and every individual. Like we see with regard to the giving of the Torah, when Moshe Rabbeinu brought down the Torah to the Jewish people, it says over there in the verse in Shemot chapter 20, and in order that God's fear, that His fear should be upon your faces, so that you shall not sin. And what did the Chachamim say? In the Gemara Nedarim, page 20, it says over there, what does it mean this fear is upon your faces? This is reference to the embarrassment. And this is what it says, so that you shall not fear. So, sorry, so that you shall not sin. Meaning that you should have embarrassment to the point where you shouldn't you should not sin at all. Not to commit any sin or transgression. That is the embarrassment each and every person has when the tzaddik gazes upon you. Rabbanu says not only is it true that even yes it's true that whenever we shouldn't that, so that we shouldn't sin that we shouldn't do, com, go to commit a sin because we have this fear upon our faces meaning we have this embarrassment Rabbanu is saying also it goes a step further that even when we go to perform a mitvah, we must have this great embarrassment as well. Because how can we come snatch the tefillin shem de marka, which are the crowns of the king? We see this idea in Gemara Brachot in the Zohar Kadosh. 
How the tefillin are the crowns of the king. How the tefillin is, are basically the crowns of the king. How could we suddenly put them upon our head? certain that we must have this great, awesome shame when we come to perform a mitzvah. And this shame is truly drawn upon us by these explanations of the Torah, which, where are they drawn from? The, the true leader. And we saw with regard to the Matan Torah, when Moshe brought down the Torah to the Jewish people, that this shame, this fear was drawn upon our faces. And therefore, at the time of giving the Torah, the Jewish people merited this sanctity and this separation from this impurity, this sexual impurity we talked about. Moshe Rabbeinu told the Jewish people, ready yourselves for three days. Do not go near a woman. Do not approach a woman. Because all of them were sanctified in the aspect of abstinence, just like Moshe Rabbeinu. Who was awesomely holy and completely separated from this desire. So, Bnei Yisrael were sanctified through Moshe and he was already at that level. And Moshe was, Rabbein was able to draw them to the Torah because they were so pure in this regard. And because Moshe Rabbein had such purity, therefore he drew upon these Jewish people also this awesome purity and this awesome abstinence as well. Rabbein said, when we merit this embarrassment, this shame that we truly feel, when Moshe Rabbeinu draws upon, the, uh, upon us this purity, then what happens? Each and every person can see how far he is from Hashem Yitbach. He'll see where he truly stands. How truly far he is from God, blessed be he. And then great shame will fall upon this person. And what will lead after the shame? Rabbeinu teaches us this step, this extra step, which is what? With this shame, a person will do teshuvah. Because the essence of Teshuvah, returning to Hashem, comes through embarrassment, through shame. And Teshuvah, what is Teshuvah? It's the aspect of life. And you shall return and you shall live. Which means returning, which is Teshuvah, is the aspect of Yichyu, living. What's this life? It's the eternal life of the world to come. So when we do Teshuvah, we merit the eternal life of the world to come. Which represents the day of Shabbat Kodesh. As we know that Shabbat, or the world to come, is called Yom Shekul Shabbat, the day which is entirely Shabbat. So we merit Shabbat. We merit the world to come. When what? Through the Busha. Um, sorry, through the Teshuvah that we do, which stems from that Busha. Bechinat, it says, Those who taste it shall merit life. As it says with regard to Shabbat. Those who taste Shabbat shall merit life. Meaning what? If you taste Shabbat, which is the aspect of Onam Abba, you'll merit life, Chaim, which is what? Teshuvah. Meaning Teshuvah is what propels you forward to attain this aspect of Shabbat, which is Chaim Nitzchim. And this is what it says, Bereshit, Yere Boshet, Yere Shabbat. And we know Tikkun It plays on the word, Tikkun is all an explanation of the one word of the entire Torah, Bereshit. And it says in Tikkun Tikkun Zayin, and Tikkun Tet also, that Bereshit is playing the words Yare Boshet, fear and be, Boshet, embarrassment. If you take the word the word Bereshit, mix around the letters, you have Yare, fear, 
and Yevoshet, embarrassment. But we also have another play of words. Yere Shabbat. You have fear and you have the aspect of Shabbat. Meaning fear and embarrassment, which is the aspect of Teshuvah, we say. This is the aspect of Shabbat. Which is the eternal life of the world to come, as we said above. And Rabbanu says that the essential life of a person is to is only only applies to the humility within each and every individual. Because it's the humility within each and every person which will be resurrected, which will get up in the, in the time to come. And therefore, through the concept of Teshuvah, which is the eternal life of the world to come, as we said above, when we do Teshuvah, which is the aspect of the eternal life of the world to come, with this, we restore the humility of Moshe Rabbeinu, which exists within each and every Jew, within each and every limb of every Jew. We restore it back to life. And then that humility of Moshe Rabbeinu that exists within each and every one of your limbs will be resurrected. Why? All thanks to the embarrassment which led to the Teshuvah. Kida, because know this, Within each and every Jew exists this humility of Moshe Rabbeinu in every single limb of the Jew. And the Jewish people merited this when we stood on Har Sinai. That it's at that moment when Moshe drew the Torah down to the Jewish people that he drew down also his humility within each and every Jew and he planted it within each and every limb of every single Jewish soul. But Rabbanu teaches us that this humility of Moshe Rabbanu, which is rooted within each and every Jew, it's not revealed. Rabbanu teaches us it lies and it rests dormant, sleeping, with regard to every single Jew, in the aspect of sleep and death. Because this humility is concealed by every person. So it's not revealed and awakened by every person. It's not there for the taking. But through Teshuvah, which we said, which comes through the shame. And we said Teshuvah is the aspect of this eternal life of the world to come. That it's through that Teshuvah that we merit this humility of each and that we bring back that. That we restore that humility within each and every person. Because the essence of life, of resurrection, comes from humility. Or it will occur within the humility of each and every person. Depending on how much you're able to restore that humility within yourself. According to how much teshuvah you do, you'll merit that resurrection, resurrection accordingly. Because that humility is what will be awakened and restored in the future resurrection. But now Rabbanu says it's through the fact that we return and we awaken and we do this teshuva that awakens that humility within each and every every one of us, that what is actually essentially waking up within each and every one of us, it's the humility of Moshe Rabbeinu, which is rooted within each and every one of the Jewish people, within each and every limb of theirs. As we just read, that beforehand, that humility of Moshe Rabbeinu, which exists within each and every Jew, is dormant. That lowliness is dormant, it's concealed, it's covered over. 
in the aspect of death, but now it's being awakened, it's being woken up, restored back to life through Teshuvah. Which is the eternal life of the world to come, as we said. Because this essential, this essential eternal life, which is this resurrection that will take place in the future when we will live eternally. This eternal life will only exist to the humility. Meaning, how much life, how much of that life is eternal of yours will only deter- will be determined by how much humility you are able to awaken within yourself. Uh, sorry, I skipped. Uh, I went back. Because it's the humility within each and every person that will be brought back to life and restored in the final resurrection. And then, when that humility within each and every person is restored, meaning the humility of Moshe that is rooted within each and every limb of the Jewish person, then each and every person will feel and see his own loneliness. Because now, that humility of Moshe Rabbeinu is being revealed to you. And how can you not see your own humility when literally the ultimate humility is being awakened in front of you. How can you not see how far you are from Hashem? Because that humility of Moshe Rabbeinu is being awakened within you. Which exists within each and every one of your limbs. And now Rabbeinu is going to explain an awesome verse from the verse in Bamibach chapter 21. And this is an explanation. The well which the captains dug. Which the nobles of the people excavated, with a scepter and with their staff, and from the and from the desert, matana a gift. Let's see what this means. Be'er when it says in the verse a well which the captain dug, what's a well? Zebchen be'ure Torah. Be'er the word be'ure explanations. These are the explanations of the Torah. That the officers, meaning those people who have greatness. It's these explanations of the Torah that those people who have greatness in the Jewish people that they merit. It's those Torah explanations that these officers merit when Moshe Rabbeinu gazes upon them and lays the, his eyes upon them. That when Moshe Rabbeinu lays up his eyes upon each and every Jew, he gives them an appropriate greatness. Meaning what? Now this person, no matter what he is, he becomes an officer of some sort. Whether it's an officer of thousands, an officer of hundreds, of tens, whatever it is. But he's still an officer. And now that he's an officer, he has a status. Now that he has the status, he merits explanation of Torah. Novelties in Torah, as we said above. And through these explanations of Torah, one merits embarrassment at Teshuvah, as we said above. And this is what it says. The wells which the the well which the officer or the officers dug. What did that mean? Chafaru. What did it mean to dig? This represents shame. It says in Yeshaya chapter twenty-four. The moon will be covered covered over. The sun will be embarrassed. So we see that this embarrassment. Sorry, this busha, this embarrassment of the sun, and chafra levana, the moon will be covered over. We see that there's a a, a relationship between the word chafra and busha. So we see that this chafra is a, a connotation, a language of shame, that the moon will be ashamed. 
almost coming from the same letters as Herpa, shame. So we see, meaning what? Because through the explanation of the Torah, which represents the word Be'er in the verse, the well, we merit shame, which is as we saw in the verse. So one merits shame through those explanations of, through those explanations of the Torah, as we saw above. And this is what it says, meaning those officers that we said above. We saw in the first section, the officers of thousands, the officers of hundreds. Each, people, each person has a status that Moshe Rabbeinu gives him. And this is what it says, continuing in the verse, which the nobles of the nations um, excavated. What did they mean? The noblemen of the nations. This represents Teshuvah. As Rashi explains on the verse in Shoftim, chapter 5, when the people offer a donation, what does that mean? What does Rashi say on that verse? When the people offer, what do they offer? When they offer their hearts to do Teshuvah. When they offer their hearts to return to Hashem. That's what Rashi says. So, this offering represents Teshuvah. And what is Nedive? Nobleman. Nedive. Comes from Nedivut, which means to offer, donation. So we see that this Nedive Am, as we see in this verse in Shoftim chapter 5, that what? It represents returning to Hashem. And this is what it says. So when we have shame, we merit Teshuvah, which makes sense as we saw about in the structure above. With their scepter and with their staff. What does that mean? What's the scepter? This is Moshe Rabbeinu. Page 15. Rabbeinu also says that which means scepter, has a numerical value as Ramach 248. And what is 248? It's the amount of limbs a person has. And this 248 which is symbolized by the same numerical value as Mechokek, which is a scepter which, which references, references Moshe Rabbeinu, as we saw above in Gemara Baba Batra. So we see that this Mechokek, this Moshe Rabbeinu, is implanted, imparted within each and every one of the 248 limbs, meaning that the humility of Moshe, Moshe is enclosed and engarbed within each and every one of the 248 limbs of every Jew, within each and every limb. Within each and every one of the 248 limbs of each and every Jew, you have the humility of Moshe Rabbeinu. Anotam. When it says Anotam with our staff, this represents resurrection. How do we know this? As we see in the Gemara Psachim, say over there, they bring the verse from Zechariah chapter 8, verse 4. What does it say over there? Each man with his staff in his hand. His staff. What did it say? What did that mean? Each man with his staff in his hand. What did that mean? This power that each man has. As he didn't tzadikim, it says over there in the Gemara that in the future the tzadikim will resurrect the dead. That's what it means to have a staff. That the tzadikim will have the staff, meaning that they have the that they have the ability to resurrect the dead. So we see that this aspect of staff represents bringing back to life. So now we can explain the verse. This is what it means when it says with their scepter, with their staff. We said the scepter of the Moshe and the staff represents bring back to life. Meaning what? That 
that the humility of Moshe Rabbeinu within each and every one of the 248 limbs of each and every person will be brought back to life. Through what? The Teshuvah that we said above, which is what? Nediveah. And this is what it says, the final part of the verse, from the desert, Matana, a gift. Now what, what does the midbar represent? The desert represent, represents lowliness, humility, shiflut. Why? Because one who's humble is one who places himself like a desert, as it says in the Gemara. And when one places himself like a desert, when people trot upon him like a desert, through this, matana, we have a gift. Meaning when a person attains humility, there's a gift that results in this. Hanu Shabbat. And what's the gift? It's Shabbat. And now Rabbanu is going to prove, prove how the gift is Shabbat. Ava, a good gift in my treasure house, and her name is Shabbat. Shabbat is the gift. And now we understand what this means. Because the essential pleasure of Olam Abba, the world to come, which is the aspect of Shabbat, because the world to come is the day which is entirely Shabbat, which represents eternal life. How does one attain this? This aspect, of the essential pleasure of the world to come, Rabban was saying, is, is, as a, is due to the result of the humility within each and every person that is awakened. That humility of Moshe Rabbeinu that exists within each and every person. And when, you're merit, when you merit to wake that up, that is the aspect of the true um, eternal life of a person in the time to come. And obviously there's lots of depth to this because we're speaking about very esoteric, esoteric matters, matters that exist that we can't even describe because the world to come is something I know Rata, no I have seen it. So we're trying to describe something that is beyond the conception of the mind. But Rabbeinu is giving us the most real explanation as to what it really means to attain the world to come. It's the humility that you wake up within yourself. That humility of Moshe Rabbeinu that exists within each and every one of our limbs. Bezrat Hashem, may we merit to bring it into revelation. That's it for today and we'll continue. Next class, finishing off the lesson, Bizrat Hashem.